welcome to 10,000 Foot View Podcast, where you can find tools, ideas, and insights from some of the best performers from the field of business, art, sports, entertainment, coaching, neuroscience, and much more. That will give you the perspective you need to break through and unlock the next level in your mindset, creativity, business, and life. This is Monjyoti, the host of this podcast. I have an obsession for deep transformation. And I'm on a mission to help professionals and individuals unlock their true potential in life and business in a way that maximizes their overall sense of aliveness. When you're tuned into your body, mm-hmm. sometimes your body has the wisdom before you can recognize what the pattern is. Right. So where, when I can feel my anxiety and depending on where it rests or where it knocks at the door, I now have the ability to, to regulate that because I know what message it's sending me. You know, right now is a particularly interesting time with what's happening in the world that's so front and center. And so I can feel a wave of fear and anxiety and quickly know how to ground myself like, oh, I need to turn the radio off and not listen right now. Does it mean I'm burying my head? No, it means that I'm self-regulating. But I didn't come first through a thought. It came, it came through. In in this case, I could feel kind of my throat tightening and tears coming behind my eyes. And my heart was racing a bit. I was like, oh, I'm on overload. This is too much helplessness for me when I hear a lot about. And I hear a lot of the news. I don't not I don't really listen to the news. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why I started, but I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to be aware. Mm-hmm. It's tricky because you it's that's just a trippy, tricky topic. Um, mm-hmm. but that's what I mean by the body. Like you mm-hmm. can get you can heed the wisdom of the body mm-hmm. and attach an emotion or a thought to it doesn't have to be the other way around. Hmm. Hmm. What do you mean doesn't have to be the other way around? Where, you know, I hear people say a lot, I'm so anxious. I'm so worried. Hmm. Hmm. And it's Hmm. like, really? Hold on. Let's unpack that. Hmm. Actually, you might be excited. Actually, you might just be aware. Mm. You know, I'm so worried that my daughter's flying back and there's going to be delays on the airplane. I had somebody say recently, I was like, really? You're worried? And she says, well, no, I'm not really worried. I'm just aware that she's flying alone for the first time. Okay, well, that's a very different statement to language. Mm. But had she gone to her somatic wisdom, she may have recognized that she was sort of excited for her daughter. I mean, that's a big deal to fly internationally for the first time by yourself. 
Right. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. So we have these negative emotions like worry or grief or fear. Can and we just call them emotions? Sorry? Not. Can we just call them emotions? We don't have to label them negative. Okay, yeah. We have these emotions and then we have stress about these emotions. Yes, beautiful. Right. And I think a, a story about these emotions, story about these emotions. So right. when you change the story, you dismantle them to some extent. Is that right? You, you cultivate a healthier relationship with them. Right, 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 right. So it's not the emotions themselves. It's our relationship with those emotions. It's the way that we take it on when it may not be ours. So I often say to my clients, if somebody fires a bullet at you and it's not yours, don't jump in front of it. Right? Let it go by you. Mm -hmm. yes. Let it go by you and, and just find your breath. Like we all need to like slow down and not take on that which is not ours. Hmm. I, I said a great thing. My daughter nailed this the other day. I said to her, I said, how's your friendship with so-and-so? She said, good. And I said, are you helping her navigate that other hard friendship she has? And she said, well, as best as I can. And then I let it go. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to be 18 and be able to do that. Right. She said, I only can do what I can do. And I let the rest go. Like, that's fabulous. That's wise, for sure. <laughs> Good for her. Well, and she's grown up with someone who thinks like that. So imagine growing up with a culture or a family system that doesn't think like that or doesn't honor that or, or engages more in codependency or or shooting on each other you should do this or you shouldn't mm -hmm. do that um it's harder to unlearn those patterns as you would say which is such a beautiful word versus i i have used habits but i'm going to use your word now it's like these ingrained patterns that we take on yes 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 yeah it's it's tricky mm. Can you throw some light on how to cultivate a healthy relationship with anxiety? This is the best. I mean, if if I could get this into all the schools. So especially, I think, since COVID, right? Like this word anxiety is being tossed around. And I describe it to people like, that's like using the word food. We have to ascertain, like, are we eating Mexican food, Japanese food, Indian food, vegetarian food? Like, what is it that you are eating? Then we can find the restaurant or then we can go to the grocery store, right? And so the same thing with anxiety. Anxiety is like this global term. Mm. But is it just sort of like regular worry? Like, you know, for me 
like, am I going to be to the podcast on time? Do I have the link? Do I have my mic set up? I, that's just healthy concern, right? Mm. But then there's also another part of anxiety is the worry, the future tripping, So you've got to come back. Like, is that in my control right now? No, it's not. What's in my control right now is A, B, and Z. So really getting out of, as my friend says, futurizing and come back right here. Where are my feet? What am I doing right here, right now? Exactly. In this moment, right? And then... A third area that people, you know, lump all of them into anxiety is actually life-threatening, something that is life-threatening. So, like, let's just go with COVID. Remember when COVID first really hit? It was life-threatening to many people. It was very scary. Yes. Um, And so that was understandable. But since then, COVID feels less life-threatening. So we don't get to have it in the life-threatening bucket. We don't even get to have it in the future-tripping bucket. It's more in the concern of like, oh, boy, I really don't want to get that this week because I've got this big retreat coming up like I do. So now I need to be more careful for the next, you know, seven days. So we parcel it out into their appropriate buckets Mm -hmm. and then make good decisions based on our relationship with anxiety Mm. and recognize how we ground ourselves and how we teach ourselves to think or talk Mm. Mm -hmm. so that we don't feel overtaken by it but we feel like we're in charge of it, right? Like this too shall pass. These uncomfortable feelings will pass. Mm -hmm. Right. I make it sound so simple and I know it isn't simple, but it is a muscle that we can develop. Right. That's what I want people to know about cultivating a different relationship with anxiety. It's a muscle that we can cultivate. You know, the muscle of breaking down the complex into simple. Yes. Is, is very important. It's something that I've been trying to build. And I know for a fact that it's, it's so important uh, in every area of life. I mean, if you have the intention that I need to find a way to simplify this. I think that itself could be a big leap. And if you have the intention of simplifying it, then you have a shot of simplifying, shot at simplifying it. But if you don't even try, you don't even think it's possible, then I think, um, yeah, you, you, you might stay in the state of overwhelm. And complexity. And, and, yes. and complexity. And yes, it, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in complexity. Um, and it's so easy to forget 
how to simplify. I mean, it has happened with me. I've gone back and forth so many times. Um, but yes, uh, having the intention to simplify. What a lovely struggle. Like it's a worthwhile struggle. It's, it's a worthwhile struggle. It, it is it is um so and sometimes you can only go as far as you can go yeah with the cognitive piece around your relationship mm -hmm. with anxiety worries yes. stress yes. fear and then you're aware of what you're capable of and incapable of and then you can engage with a higher level of support if that's what's needed like right. medication or you know mm -hmm, not. Mm -hmm. and but you the tools in your toolbox to talk about it effectively do you think acceptance is a big part there hmm. so you have done everything that you could but you've hit a wall but you've accepted that based on my situation and based on what I'm capable, this is the best that I can do. And now I'm going to seek out support and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. In fact, that's healthy. Yes. Even mm. though maybe culturally. Yes. I've been told not to, or we don't air our dirty laundry, as people say, or we keep, we want to mm. look good yeah, instead mm. of feel good. <laughs> you know, I mean, think of all the different families out there that you and I both know of where talking about your feelings or working on yourself isn't the cultural norm. Yes, 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 yes the relationship uh a healthy relationship to these emotions a healthy degree of acceptance mm -hmm. of human imperfections mm -hmm. is not the cultural norm because the cultural norm is resistance i think the oh, theme is resistance of these emotions i'm trying to not say negative emotions <laughs> Yay, very good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, what I hear you say is uh, you have this big box uh, called anxiety, but it could be a healthy concern, necessary concern probably. It could be something in your control or it could be, or not in control. Like the, the, the future tripping. The future uh, tripping. It could be something not in control. And if you cannot control something, there is. why would you worry about it, right? Why would you worry about the weather? You can't control it. Right. right. You let it be. Right. And then the third bucket is something that's life-threatening. Something which is really... And then you have to strategize around something that's life-threatening. Yes. When, when and if you can. Yes, yes. This is what it is. This is real. This is true. I'm going to seek out some support. I've done my very best here. Yep. Right. So you size it down. Yes. Very good. I like that word. 
until you can't do anything more and then you reach out for help my one of my teachers mentors used to say chunk it down right yes yes let's pull it out i think that could be a theme of my life chunk it down chunk it down don't take it at face value notice it look at it and then chunk it down see for what it actually is right and what <sighs> what is in your control what is not in your control where can you take action where are you willing to take action and what are you going to do now that you know what you want to do, what you can do, what you're willing to do. Okay, now what will you do? Right. Mm -hmm. And then find a lovely accountability partner to make that happen, right? Yes. Mm. yes. So good. That could be very helpful. I agree. I agree. Um, and... You also do something interesting. You have something called as my hearty kid, which yes. is for kids. Uh, so I believe in working with kids, like working with people as early as possible, like early on. And because that's when you, you're learning to interpret the world or you are internalizing patterns. It's still fresh. Um, I think if you if you deal with things then then you know you 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 have a better chance of not making them something bigger later on right there you go. totally so, agree yeah so can you tell us a little bit about what you do so my hearty kid came about because I this is it feels like a hundred years ago but it was when my kids were in grade school mm -hmm. um, and this little girl was afraid to raise her hand to go to the bathroom and I met her because my daughter met her and I said to her oh sweetheart practice being brave all week long and I'll make you a surprise and it, every day when I saw her she was like I was brave I was brave you know and I knew I was like I'm on to something these kids are hungry for it right and at the end of the week, I made her this little toy that had a heart head and these funny arms and legs and it mm -hmm. said on it, I am brave. Mm -hmm. and all the kids loved it. So I was like, hmm, I'm on to something. And so then I, I tried to build it. <laughs> but as I said to my coach, it's not even a nonprofit. It's a no profit. Because I just kept giving it away. I would spend all this money on having these toys made and having these books printed. I had all these exercises about teaching kids about intuition mm -hmm. and affirmations and intentions mm -hmm. and right. paying it forward and self-love and self-esteem. I mean, it's a, such a cool program. And I volunteered and taught it in the schools for like seven years. And I wrote a book. It's called A Pocket Full of Love. And it's about anxiety and kids moving in the direction that they want to, not letting fear get in, in their way. 
Um, Perfect. Anyway, so this, my hearty kid, like someone, you know, super uber famous, like the Kardashians need to find it and help me grow it and fund it, you know, someone like that. Um, because it needs to be in all the schools, but the schools can't find any more time, space, money, energy to build another curriculum in. But someday I'll do it. I know I will. I can feel it. It's going to happen again. Um, but any teachers that want to use it, I'm happy to share it. No, I believe this is so necessary. I mean, this is the foundational curriculum. And if we can install this in school systems early on, we are talking about changing the whole generation, like the next generation, changing in, in massive ways, because we are talking about foundational shift, right? Uh, what the example that you gave, um, you rewarded, from what I heard, you rewarded her for the right behavior. And that that's a pathway that she created. That's a pattern right then and there. When she the when she does the right thing, even when it's not easy, she will be rewarded. What a great pattern to have, right? Early on, yeah. especially, right? And you have a bunch of those simple, simple tweaks going on early on, and then you become an incredible individual. I mean, you have the best shot at it, so. I don't see a reason why this shouldn't be part of something like this shouldn't be part of, you know, the kids curriculum, school systems, because this is foundational, because I believe in working on the foundation first, like the first principles, everything yeah. else comes later at the well, foundational level. How do you think? How do you process? What are your reward and pain pathways? How do you create them? How do you change them? I think those are like the foundational pieces. And then you use that to walk out into the world and then do things, right? Learn things, whatever you do, you call it success, failure, anything, uh, the labels, the stuff that's visible. But I think foundation is like the most important aspect. And I can't agree more. Um, but yes, fortunately, or unfortunately, we are many of us are having to go back to our foundational system uh, much later in life patterns yes much later in life um because uh, the patterns which people have wired with or without their knowledge did not lead to a good place <laughs> It didn't, it, it, le it led to growing the inner bully. It didn't yeah. ignite the wisdom. Yep. Exactly. So Lovely. it's powerful. It's very, very, very powerful. Um, I think I can <laughs> go on and on for, we could go on and on. We could go on for a couple of days straight. Let's do that and <laughs> bring people on board. Come, just come fly in and piecemeal, like wherever you land and whatever we're working on is the thing that you, that's kind of a cool idea. Yes. yes a three-day yes. ongoing retreat and have somebody like just come when you come and that's the piece you needed to get. Oh, look, I just got a thumbs up on the Zoom call. Have you seen that? Yeah, I just saw. 
I mean, I don't know what that is. It pops up on my Zoom now all the time. Oh, really? That's wonderful. I know. It's like <laughs> maybe it picks up on your vocabulary, certain words that you say. It. <laughs> my enthusiasm. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, I mean, the things that you do is very, very, very powerful and so necessary. And I can't stress enough, not just at the executive success entrepreneurship level, of course, that's needed, but also at the foundational level for kids growing up. So it's it's holistic, it's all around and keep going. As far as I'm concerned, keep going, <laughs> keep hitting hard. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure your um, your course is going to be part of schools I hope. Oh, I hope we'll make it happen you we'll, we'll make it happen yes. the time. I so wish that it does um yes perfect so I think being respectful of everybody's time although you know we could do like a two-day thing offline <laughs> yeah I will do that too. <laughs> maybe I'll come to your retreat we'll see <laughs> uh, um, I have the last question uh, what's a 10,000 foot view podcast? Oh, sorry. What's a 10,000 10, foot view podcast is my podcast. What's a 10,000 foot view perspective that you would like to share for the listeners? I think you just nailed it. It's foundational. How do we impact more kids' lives? So we're planting the seeds of wisdom. And so kids grow up and into who you and I have worked so hard to become, you know, as our, as our adult selves, we can make sure kids get that early on and then the world will be a better place. Beautiful. Can't agree more. Mm. Well, Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so very much. It was lovely to be with you. For so much wisdom. Uh, you mm. know, it's so valuable. Um, and you have got so much in your toolkit. I'm so happy to share that you have the ebook called Fire Your Inner Bully. Mm -hmm. And people can download it from your website. I'm going to share it. Thank you. In the show notes. And I think it's going to be incredibly value valuable. And I'm going to take a look at it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. Um, and cultivating a healthier relationship with your anxiety, which you have been generous enough to give for free for the podcast listeners. Thank you so much. It's in Udemy and people can go and download it for free. Free is the keyword. Lisa Love 11. I'm going to share the details on the show notes as well. And you have your own Brilliance Wednesday group for women, which is a powerful community uh, for coaching women, I believe. Um, there is a monthly fee, but it's extremely powerful, focused on women. Um, and you also have My Hearty Kid. And I think everything that people need to know about that, you have the website called myheartykid.com i'm gonna share that as well wow that's a lot of value anyway thank you lisa thank you so very much take good care see you you too until next time okay
Thank you for listening to this episode of 10,000 Foot View Podcast. I want to congratulate you for honoring yourself by standing out and investing in your personal growth and taking this step towards your next breakthrough. I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Do check out the show notes on the description for the details of the show along with links and offers. It would mean a world to me if you could leave a review about this episode in Apple. Before I head off, I want to remind you that you are extremely special and you have gifts and talents that you can use to unleash your best version and you are just one perspective away from unlocking your next level. I believe in you. 